for Radio 1 91FM podcast. Right now we're joined by Kate Owen, who is an awesome songwriter. She's about to release her debut album, Not A Proper Girl, on March 13th, and she'll be playing in Dunedin on March 14th. Kate, how are you going? I'm good. How's the weather there? Oh, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty sunny today. Um, could you tell us a bit about your music? Because um, I'm sure some of us might not have heard any of your music. So um, how did you start off and what sort of music do you create? Well, I started um, writing music a mm. long time ago as a teenager and then as a young woman. Yeah. But I was very influenced by um, people like PJ Harvey, mm. Queens of the Stone Age, um, quite full, noisy bands, yeah. lots of layers, lots of... and But I spent a huge amount of my time performing solo. Right. So I would be playing uh, music, um, performing my music with a guitar, yeah. hearing the band in my head, um, but performing the songs or performing covers, which I had to strip out all the other instruments and mm. play if I was, you know, you've got to eat, so I had to <laughs> some covers gigs. So, um, yeah, just my music is, is being explained as sort of having a slightly 90s sort of feel and sort yeah. of that, that's sort of my vintage, I guess, in a way of listening. But, yeah, it's indie, alt, sort of... All that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you're about to release your debut album, even though you've been performing for quite a long time it's finally your debut album not a proper girl which is an interesting name I, i'm wondering if you could tell us where that name came from i've got a lot of flack for that name i've mm. a feminist friends who have uh, had quite uh, strong debates with me about that but it's actually about being a woman in a society where the nuclear family and yeah. being married and having children is still socially in New Zealand a big deal mm-hmm. regardless of what you believe for sure yeah. and there are a lot of boxes that I didn't tick that have created a different story for me and I wanted to write and sing about those yeah um, you know the uncomfortable experiences we have in life you know everything from losing people to suicide to abortion to um, mental health and going yeah. a bit nuts and, um, and some lighter things like just breaking up with someone and the kind of ghosting that goes on in modern relationships where you just suddenly don't hear from that person or so but the not a proper girl isn't a commentary on sexuality or gender it's Mm -hmm. a commentary on my experience it's also sort of like a greek thing i come from a greek immigrant background and um yeah you know i never felt like a proper girl in that context so it's a commentary around context as much as anything else right so would you say you're trying to highlight um life experiences which even though they occur for everyone you don't feel like are represented in the arts enough? I don't think that that female voice around, you know, I didn't have the babies and the husbands. Like, everybody in the modern world is like, we're so far away from that, but we're actually not. My experience is that we're not far away from that, that that when you don't do those things, there's grief women that don't have children sometimes experience that doesn't Mm -hmm. get sung about. There's an isolation that gets experienced in New Zealand because it's a very nuclear family-driven culture. 100%, yeah. you know, doesn't get spoken about, and and that that that, that was my story, and that's what I wanted to, to write about. Uh, you talked about um, the influence of suicide because, of course, your mother committed suicide, and you've said that's greatly influenced um, your songwriting. Do you find that uh, writing music is a cathartic experience to work through those emotions? I think I would be a very unhealthy person if I didn't, and. I think that people that don't have outlets for grief, like poetry, because we don't have enough words in the English language to describe things, so I think poetry, painting, dancing, those things that have more expressive modes, um, 
you know, with it really helps. So I absolutely agree. You know, song songwriting and music and the kind of connection you have with people when you play music that is wordless yeah. and, and human helps you not feel so alone, I think. A hundred percent. Um You've you've said that it, it's um, a great sort of processing tool, but how do you think it influences and shapes the music as it comes out? What, what, what the processing tool being music? Yeah, music. but do you mean do you mean mum killing herself kind of? Oh, or not just that, but um, mm-hmm. just in general, you using the music to express your emotions. Do you think? Um, how do you think that shapes the music you produce? Do you think it makes it heavier or darker or along those I lines? Think I think what I'm learning to love about songwriting is that you give birth to these songs and then they develop a life of their own. Yeah. So there's one song called Red Rose that mm-hmm. I wrote as a ballad, and it's recorded on the album as a ballad, an yeah. upbeat ballad. We're performing it um, really quite uh, differently. It's very sort of gritty, almost fast and rockabilly almost. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's, it's still got an important story. The story still holds. Red Rose is about romantic love and the how you know all those chemicals that go on when you fall in love yeah. is like a red rose that then dies and wilts it's not it's completely a mirage compared to different you know deeper sort of mm-hmm. friendship or, or values based love so I think it influences the moment that I write the song the words and the melody often comes out quietly yeah. but those songs even if they've come out quietly and in a reflective way some of them have become quite noisy songs yeah uh, well, you raise an interesting point about performing it differently from your album version. Do you want your performances and the album to stay distinct entities, or do you want some sort of crossover between them? Well, when I I did the full album as a preview, because I crowdfunded for this album, and yeah. there were 172 people that contributed. So in October, I tried to recreate the album with, an, with all the sounds, and there's so much synth mm-hmm. and violin and keys. I had an eight-piece band and we recreated the album and it was wonderful to do and yeah. I enjoyed it and people really enjoyed it but you can't tour an eight-piece band. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I now have uh, three wonderful musicians coming with me to Dunedin for Saturday night at Dog With Two Tails and that's Moses Robbins with House of Mountain and a lot of other projects. Thomas Isbister, who's a fantastic drummer and um, Kurt Preston, who's a bass player also from House of Mountain and oh, God knows how many other projects. And I really wanted them to express themselves in the music. We've had a lot of fun in rehearsals and they've all contributed different ideas to how to do these songs because we've got a different instrumentation. The synths and keys and violin played a big role in the album. Hmm. So we've found other lines for the music, but it's really opened up and I just, I really enjoyed their contributions. And so in answer to your question, yeah, I love all (laughs) facets of it. That's awesome. Um, it, it's interesting that you brought up the synths because uh, listening to the singles you've released, you've explored like quite a lot of genres. You've gone from sort of synthy electro rock to um, your song Lullaby reminded me of Aldous Harding, almost a sort of ballad style song. And then you've got The Void, which was like a sort of rocket, a rocking track, as it were. How do you find it? Uh, do you find it difficult to combine all these sort of disparate styles into a cohesive sound or, on your album? I um, was really flattered that Graham Reed, when he did the review, thought that it was cohesive because I'm yeah. worried about that. And what essentially what you've recognised is if you imagine somebody like I'm 
you know, I got... And, I, I thought this was my my one shot at recording an album because yeah. I got very sick a couple of years ago. And when you get very sick and you get told scary things about your health, you go, I'm just going to do the important things. Yeah, yeah, so when I went, So when I went into the studio with Ben Edwards, I went in with these demos. <laughs> and I said, I want to try everything. I want to hear the drums. I want lots of drums and I want lots of... I want, I want to hear the instruments. I want to hear everything. So <laughs> what you're responding to and recognising is just that, that pure desire to try everything. And Ben Edwards, um, who, who produced this album, is the best person to do that with because he just t- picked it up and ran with it. And there were things that he took out and said, no, it's not working. Yeah. But a lot of it he made work and he made it better. And we had a lot of fun. And I hope that comes through. I hope it. I hope it's interesting to listen to over and over again. That's also what I was hoping. Yeah. And I wanted the instruments. I, I, I'm passionate about other instruments and I... On other albums, that's what I, I want to listen to. I often want to listen to the solos and the drum fills, and, and yeah. I want to, I really wanted those. Just listening to an instrument at a time, as it were. Mm. Um, how, how many instruments do you personally play? I play guitar and I play keys. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not an amazing keys player, but I really I really enjoy it. Mm. But I, I play enough to be able to sort of when I'm doing my demos to do to outline demos. the sort of shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you said you were working with Ben Edwards, who has produced artists like Marlon Williams and Aldous Harding, and you've also said this was your first ever album, because it's, of course, your debut. What was that process like, going into the studio and you know, getting down your own ideas for your own album? Well, I'll tell you what, I don't think I could have done it with anyone apart from Ben. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably could have, but going to, into a hardcore commercial studio in Auckland and having my two weeks and just yeah. having an engineer, but Ben is... An incredible producer, an incredible musician, and quite a unique human being. He pays the people in, who are recording with him 100% attention, and their music 100% attention. And he's he's fascinated with exploring, and that's what he does yeah. with you. And so, you know, he just wants it to, he just wants it to be good. And I, I know that sounds odd, yeah, but he's got a genuine inquisitive nature. And so, I think that the experience I had with Ben is probably quite different to what I might have in a, in a but I don't know, it was my only experience I just know that it was um, a huge spirit of exploration and support. very supportive, like I, I relied on him to identify key studio musicians because I yeah. hadn't been playing in a band so um, he for example recommended Dante O'Connor who's drumming on the album mm-hmm. who's incredible from um, Zane 2000 and Anita from Mott who plays violin I knew Anita, but um, you know he agreed with me definitely bring her in, and he just had some guitarists that I got to know well, and um, he just and he can play a lot of instruments as well. Yeah. He was able to to do that, and but yeah, no, it was it was it was. I mean, I was nervous a lot of the time, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But I'm I got to try everything I dreamed of trying, and that's what I'm grateful for. That's really awesome to hear. Um, of course, you're touring now, and you're going to be playing a show in Dunedin. What can you tell us about those uh, gigs you'll be playing? Well, they're going to be fun, that's <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a bit of fun, because it's been a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, so I'm bringing, obviously, my, my four-piece, me, Moses Robbins on guitar, Kurt Preston on bass, and Thomas' sister on drums. Yeah. And in Dunedin, we've got um, the amazing Julian Temple, and I can't say in support because I'm in awe of him. I'm going to say he's warming up the room for me. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a full night of music. Um, yeah. We're going to start on time. I have to let everyone know that because 
Julian has got um, another gig he needs to go to, so we're definitely going to be starting on time. So if people want to catch Julian Temple, um, turn up come on, on time. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the kind of oh yeah, man, we're starting at midnight. We will, we will play on time. Yeah. And um, yeah, just just really looking forward to playing the full album with some really great arrangements with some kick-ass musicians. Like, I struggle when I'm playing with them to not get distracted and just listen to them. Like, whoa, you guys are so good. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking to us, Kate. It's been great hearing about your album and uh, your upcoming shows. Thanks for, thanks for ringing. It's awesome. Uh, that was Kate Owen, whose debut album, Not A Proper Girl, comes out on March 13th, and she'll be playing in Dunedin at Dog With Two Tails on March 14th, so definitely recommend go checking it out. Here, we're going to play her song, Lover. You're listening to the Thursday Cosmic Drive on Radio 1, 91 FM. Here's Kate Owen with Lover. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.